And Nikhil is drinking some kind of scotch. It's strong. I feel like it's already burning the hairs off me. A scotch a day keeps the doctor away. Anyway, ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after a nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome to Objectively Incorrect. I'm here in studios with Nikhil... Elizabeth Rogers, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's not Elizabeth. Nikhil Rogers. Nikhil Rogers. Nikhil has been on the show before, but today we're going to be talking about nutrition. Um, we're going to be mentioning some stuff about, you know, um, some misconceptions that we've had um, growing up. Um, fat is not fat. Fat is a food group. Macro groups. And we're going to be talking about proteins. We're going to be talking about carbohydrates and the dangers of sugar and a bunch of other things. But before we do that, mm-hmm. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Stephen of Loxley. Um, let's Bye, go. Baby. So we're going to do fact or fiction, Nikki. So I'm going to give you, um, I have seven, but they're very short. Um, seven fact or fiction questions. You just tell me if they're true or false, right? Ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. One, apples are made of 25% air, which is why they float. True or false? True. That's true. 100%. Um, guavas have the highest protein content of any food. True or false? False. Um, you, you could guess what the... the the highest, the, the fruit with the highest um, protein content is? Mm, fruit, highest content, protein. Fruit, 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 fruit. Um, what comes to mind off the top of my head will be something like avocado. Avocado is the highest. Dude, you just do a lot of research. Uh, yes. Guava, guava would probably have one of the highest vitamin C content. It, guava has protein content, it just doesn't have the highest. No, but, but what guava would be high in, like oh. one of the highest wise when the, in the fruit world, would be C. Vitamin C. C. Probably more than mangoes, which is like 203% of your recommended daily in, intake. That's, a, that's crazy. Huh. Love it. That's better than, than oranges, right? Yeah. Well, it depends on what type of orange. Because remember, the oranges in Florida have been tampered with. Long time. All right, number three. Cabbage is 60% water, true or false? Ooh, that's a good question. I make sauerkraut. You need to give some of my sauerkraut. So and I know that when, I, when I'm making the sauerkraut, I'm only using the, the, ju- the water or the juice from the cabbage, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of juice. Mm-hmm. So it seems to be very feasible that it's it could 60%. be 60%. So is it true? Ah, it's false. It, cabbage is 91% water. Ah. God darn. Um, number four. Cherries are a member of the rose family. True or false? Mm, that's out there, boy. Cherry Rose family. Um, Cherry is a member of the Rose family. True or false? I'm tossing one out there. True. True. It's true. Huh. Lemons contain more sugar than strawberries. True or false? More sugar than strawberries? Yeah. Lemons contain more sugar than, strawberry, than strawberries. True or false? False. True. Um, number six. Honey is the only edible food that never goes bad. True or false? I don't know if it's the only one, but I know it doesn't go bad. Is it the only one? Uh, that's the question. I guess I answered my own question just now. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say true because they, they actually find they are in the... In the wait, Egypt. wait, you understand the question, right? Yeah. Honey is the only edible food that does that never goes bad, true or false? 
That's the question. Not if honey never goes bad. If it's the only edible food that never goes bad. Just want to make sure you understand the question. I would throw out a true. True? It's false. Uh. Sugar, white rice, salt, cornstarch, vinegar, pure vanilla extract, and maple syrup. Mm. All of these things, once stored like honey, will never go bad. Oh, uh, you know they actually find. I think is it honey? They find honey. They found honey yes. in the Egypt Deposits. pyramids. They found them in pots. In pots, uh, yeah. yeah. Which is weird because you should. You really. Anyway, honey, honey has antibacterial. It has antibacterial, strong antibacterial. In fact, if you get cut, you could wipe honey on it, and it right. would actually help. To, to, that's that's amazing. I wouldn't. I would want to lick it off. Honey is expensive like hell. Though. Right. The other yeah. today I went to look for some. It was twenty six dollars for yeah. like a really small. And honey is also very fake too. Yep. Because much of the honey is actually corn syrup. It's corn syrup. So you know, which is more reason to go and support your local farmers, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. You have Especially good hardworking people out here who Davis. who are honest and you know good. Yeah. to the environment so you support your local and we also don't have the factories to produce okay let's move on um, number seven which is good we don't have the factories to produce fake honey alright number seven last one eggplants are fruits and classified eggplants are fruits and classified as berries true or false what eggplants are fruits and are classified as berries okay and they are fruits another for a fact the fruit of a plant is 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 the is ovary. The, is the ovary. Uh-huh. So any plant, that anything that you consume that contains the seeds or are supposed to have the seeds is the fruit of the plant because it's the ovary. Mm. Um, but are you considered a berry? Yeah. Not sure about that part. So it's a true. So I know for, for a fact, it's partially true, that statement, but is, it the, <laughs> entire, is the entire statement you, true? It, it, the entire statement has to be true or false. <laughs> well, no, I'm joking. If any part of the statement is false, the statement is false. That's true. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> so there's three options. It's, 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 it's only one option. It's only one option. Eggplants are fruits and are classified as berries. If one part of the statement is false, the statement it's is completely false. completely false, right? Yes, the complete statement is false because it's stating something that is not true. But if only one part of it is true and the next part is false, it's still false. It's still false. But if both parts are true, then it's true. So <laughs> well, it's only no one part. Well... So I don't know. So going on the fact that one part of it is true, I'm assuming that the next part hopefully is true as well. So true? It's true. Yes. All right. You can't think you only get one wrong, is it? No, two or three. Two. Two. The cabbage and honey. Mm -hmm. Or the lemons. Yeah, the lemons, the cabbage. The lemons, the cabbage, and the honey. Yeah. So you you still win. This is four to seven. Nobody, Nick. I, I just came off a diet recently. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think it was one of them. Like it's just them caloric. Like it's de- decreasing your caloric intake for three weeks to like a thousand, a thousand one hundred calories. Mm-hmm. Right. I think yeah. I lost a lot. I think I lost a lot of weight. It was tough. It was difficult. Um, but one thing that the diet specifically did was to reduce the amount of fats. In, 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 in the whole day. So we had talked to Nick. Nick has like been digging deep into some, you know, unconventional dietary decision making sort of yes. lifestyle things. Mm-hmm. And I wanna I wanna understand it. And I, I think for the for the listeners I wanna get into understanding about nutrition. Like what what do we have Right now, and I'll start the question off. What do we have right now against fats? What is wrong with fat? Well, Stephen, brother yes. Stephen, brother Stephen, Stephen yes. of Loxley, 
Let's see if I don't like that one. That's, that's actually Stibu. Cool. <laughs> um, don't know if I like that. that, that one We're jumping a bit too far into the pool. Mm-hmm. So let's back up just a, li- a, a little bit. Um, first thing, first question. Mm-hmm. What is, what is, what's the definition for food? What is food? Food is... <laughs> uh, food is food is what it's something you consume for nutritional purposes I guess to keep your life right. so a quick google search like you just put in google define food mm. the first result that I get is any nutritious substance that people or animals eat or drink for them to maintain life and growth right uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so the next question will be like what is nutrition and what's nutrients mm. um, quick google search for nutrient a substance that provides nourishment essential for growth, growth and the maintenance of life. That's, That's nutrients. So nutrients, food is eating, nutrients is what's going to keep you healthy, I guess. Right. What well, would help to maintain grow, growth and, growth and, and maintain life. Okay. What is life? Nick, you ain't out so far. I think life is Let's just... Let's go the, one more. So life, life, at least life was on a cellular level. Is mm-hmm. you know, for us, is cells. The mm-hmm. cells is the basic building block of our structure. Mm-hmm. And cells um, basically uh, represent how well we function. Mm-hmm. Well, how well, a, how well a cell functions. Is how well we function? Is how well we function because we are... A collection of... A collection of billions cells. Billions of cells. Build, mm-hmm. And these cells are dependent on nutrition. And mm-hmm. nutrition is sourced from food. Mm-hmm. So food... Nikhil obviously practiced this, this presentation. <laughs> if you guys see him right now, he's like... He's like, 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 like a professor. So food, so food, in a sense, helps for us to bring out the best versions of ourselves mm. based on n- nutrition, our nourishment. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And that means that if I eat chocolate every day, I should be fine. That's what you're saying. Because chocolate is nutritious. Well, then no. We're going into the... Um, the topic of what does the cell or the human or any animal or any, any being on this planet, what do, what do they or do we, because we're talking about humans, mm. so homo sapiens, what do we need in order to thrive? Or not, just so, not, not maintain, not just maintain, not just survive, but to thrive. Uh, or to be, would, you, would you say thriving is what, the best version of yourself or that doesn't matter? Thriving would be like similar to the best version of yourself. Yes. Okay, okay. Optim- optimization. Optimization. Yes. So it's like... You're functioning at optimal level. So it's like, you know, you could, you, could, um, you could have a brain that can have a capacity to be, have an IQ of 160 or 140. Mm-hmm. So it's just up to you now to put in the physical work to get to, to fill that brain with the knowledge and intelligence. Mm-hmm. But you have the capacity to, to do it. But that's only if you were given the nourishment for your cells to have that capacity. So you're saying intelligence is based on nourishment? Intelligence. I don't, want, I don't want to misread. Intelligence is influenced by nourishment. Because once again, um, going back to the cellular level, the cells function at optimum, optimum levels or below optimum levels or at mediocre levels based on the nourishment that they get. And the nourishment is based off of the food that you intake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the ability for your brain to function, mm. the ability for you to sprint, the ability for you to focus, mm. everything relies, well, not everything, but it, re- it relies heavily on nourishment and food. 
Mm-hmm. There's other elements, of course, stress and happiness and love and all that other stuff. Yeah, I have all of that. We are on the topic of. <laughs> I'm joking. We are on the topic of nourishment and nourishment food. and okay and nutrition. Nutrition. So what does the what does the body need then to function at the what? optimal level? So in terms of nutrition, once again, this 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 podcast is just general. We'd, we'd be keeping it general and surface level. Maybe we could have a, ver- a, a part two to go in more in depth and be more... I mean, there's a lot of people know coming on the show is like, Stephen, this is going to take a part two. Okay. You don't need a part two? We yeah, could, we'll do a part two, man. We course. could do a part 1.2. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just... just <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so some quick results for um, daily recommended intake mm. for the human, homo sapien, an adult. Protein, average per day for a male is like 64 grams. 64 grams of protein per day. That's, that's, doesn't, this, doesn't this the amount of protein you need, isn't it based on the weight? The weight, yeah. Have, this yeah. is just a general. This is a so general. 64, 64 grams of protein. But this is 64 grams of protein per day. But would this, be how much this, for what kind of this, person? This, mind you, is... Um, what was I going to say? This, mind you, is... A generalized amount for one, mm-hmm. and it is. I lost my chain of thought. You asked that question just now. What do you mean? The, the question is like, because I, I think it's supposed to be what it's supposed to be. Four like percent some, like for example, for example, some gram? weightlifters they will go like a gram, one gram for every pound that you wear. Yeah, but weightlifters. A, uh-huh, but a normal person would be a half a gram. Would be like. 0.7 or 0.6 yeah, or, grams or what you need, for every yeah. point for every how much you weigh mm-hmm. something like that that would be the per kilogram or per, per pound per pound, pound. Per, 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 per pound per pound okay I just realized the other day like when when I went to the gym mm-hmm. that um one one pound no two two point two pounds is one kilogram mm-hmm. yeah but lifting a <laughs> what was it? I think it's that. I think it's that. I think I lifted. What was it? I think it was yeah, but it was twenty two. I think it's twenty two kilograms. Uh-huh. Ten pounds. A ten pound weight uh-huh. is twenty. Is no. I'm doing. I'm doing this completely wrong. I I don't get confused with the the, the conversion stuff. I, I what is it? I think one one. I think one kilogram is how much pounds? Ask Google so that we end up here talking all kind of nonsense. One kg is equal to how much? Two pounds. Yes, it is. One yeah. kilogram is 2.2 pounds. I was right. Right? Uh-huh. So the other, I think I was lifting a 10 kilogram weight that was 22 pounds. Mm. Yeah, that was it. And I was like, whoa, that's the conversion. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> and no, no. Yeah, so, so a normal person is supposed to be eating, supposed to be consuming about 64 Grams. How much is sixty-four grams of of, of of protein? Like that's what, like a single chicken breast or like. Right, let me see. Single chicken breast. Yeah. It, it would be more, right? It would be more than. I think a, a chicken breast is like in the thirties, I think. Oh, so you would need two breasts. Something. Let's look it up really quickly. 64 kilo, 64 grams of protein. Um, I, I got so much question because the thing is, I want to ask you to, like, when it comes to protein, is it better to get the protein? Is it okay to get the protein from plants? Does it synthesize? So, so on, on the chicken breast, 
a one cup of chopped or diced, which is 140 grams of chicken mm. breast, is equivalent to 43 grams of protein. Oh, that's not bad. That's that's almost half, right? Mm. 100 grams. 64. So that's more than half. No, as in as in the the weight the weight of the chicken oh, versus oh. the amount of yeah. protein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a hundred grams of chicken would give 100, you hundred and forty grams. Hundred and forty grams of chicken breasts. would give you forty grams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah which grams. means is like that's a third. Like no, it's less than a third. That's less than a third. It's a little less than a third. No, the, the whole, which one is better now? You're asking which one is better? Yeah, which the one is better? Plant protein are, well, proteins is a macronutrient. Mm -hmm. So it you have the main macronutrients are proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. fats. Proteins are amino acids. Mm -hmm. Or they're different, they're different acids that combine together to make a protein. Mm -hmm. so, so plants do have these amino acids. Mm -hmm. They once one um for example let's say uh beans may not have well beans do there's some plants have some of the amino acids and some other plants have the other set of amino acids so when you combine food you could get a complete amino acid mm. well the complete the it. complete essential amino acid co combination which makes a protein mm. so you don't actually have to get a protein you could actually just get the amino acids from different plants to create what a protein consists of and your body would synthesize this supposed to but what happens with some studies that show that um, vegans, persons who are primarily vegans, they would have lots of these, what do they call it, like free-floating proteins in their blood? Uh, free-floating protein or amino acids? Amino acids and proteins or something yeah, like that. Something uh, of nature. So, so the question would be, you know, like how well does the body actually convert these acids or you combine them together to actually make a protein mm. because a vegan would have a lot more of it float the amino acids floating in their blood mm. than some than somebody who eats a lot of omnivore meat. omnivore somebody who eats meat and plants together mm. so which leads to also point out that it is it it requires more effort to build muscle on a vegan diet but it's not necessarily it's impossible. It's just, it just takes more requires effort. more effort. In, and that's, so, so you used to find more persons taking like the, the, the protein powder. Yeah, yeah the wet powder. Vegan, we not, wet powder would be, would be milk. So you, as a vegan, you wouldn't be taking wet powder. powder. But, what would but there's, other, there's powders for protein. I mean, there's powders for vegans. vegans. Uh -huh. So they would take those concentrated protein mixes mm -hmm. to help them to get that protein the protein that's that the they need for the building blocks of muscle and and repair body repair them the, the, the mixtures is, is it that they're better than just eating like meat or eating the, the thing with, with with persons they have people have different reasons why they are vegan some people are more ethical vegans yeah yeah it's like they don't want to kill the animals i was talking about the, the the powders, uh -huh. like not just the wet powder, but like the you're saying, which powder. one more efficient? Right? Yeah, the we're saying, but some some people it doesn't matter which is more efficient. Mm. They just care about the the animals. animals. So and, and you don't care about the animals. I mean, I care about them. I want them to be healthy when they're slaughtered. <laughs> I don't want no <laughs> sick chicken in my bucket. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So for you, because I mean, the thing is, one, 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 like, would you kill? Okay, if you were in the, if you were in the this is just a thought experiment. You're in a mountain mm -hmm. and the only thing to eat is monkey. You would literally slaughter the monkey, strip it down and eat it. Cook it, eat it. 
Let's go back to this. Let's let's step backwards as you bring up that topic at that point right there. <laughs> I just said what is what this is what is the point of life? What is the fundamental point of life? To grow, reproduce, and repeat. <laughs> Basically, and the core, the core is to survive and to reproduce. Yes, to survive and reproduce. To survive and in reproduce. the most efficient. And the thing is, you you you're trying to do this in the most efficient way possible. Right. Yeah. Survive so, and reproduce. That's it. And. And um, so survival requires energy and for you to operate, to be able to get the things that you need to survive and to protect yourself and to be able to reproduce. Yes, yes. And yes. also to protect the, the, um, the homo sapien you reproduce with because they're going to be bearing the child. Of course, yeah. They're gonna be and then the child going to be born and they're going to be dependent for another be vulnerable. two years or three years. Mm-hmm. You still got to protect them again there. I'll say like two, three years is a very small assessment. I think children well, in, need protection in, in way prim, into... In primitive times, in, in earlier times, uh-huh. in less, in more simpler times, three to four years was all was needed. Really? And mm. then the children would do after that, like start to talk? Because once upon... There, there, um, there were some tech talk, TED Talks that I watched and they talked... They, what, they looked at people in villages in Africa mm. and the women there would produce lots of kids mm-hmm. and they would wonder how... You know, these women could actually Produce. bring out all these kids one after the other and still be able to rear them up. Mm-hmm. But when, when in be, being amongst these people, she realized that the saying stands truer at, in these villages than anywhere else that it takes a village to raise a child. To raise oh, a child. okay, I see, I see. So the, the, the uncles, the fathers, the whoever, the, everybody was bringing up this child once it was past the age of breastfeeding. Everybody was mm-hmm. assisting and helping. Mm. And and the kids in those villages were more functional and more productive in the tribe in getting helping to get things done by the age of five. But then you would then, understand why that makes sense because if you, if if you're being raised by everybody in the village, right, you gain all the knowledge, the nuggets of knowledge from everywhere. So mm-hmm. like even people who have multiple disciplines or like like the, the talents and so on, you could learn each and every one a little bits and pieces from everybody mm-hmm. versus being in one household with one right. Mono kind of right. culture, and you oftentimes realize that that the within a household, the second or the third child grow up faster than the first child. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. But then, if you do it on a village basis, then they're gonna grow Multiplied. up exponentially faster because they gain all of these adult influences. Right. And they they, mm. they found that the lady found she was an anthropologist. Mm-hmm. She found that by the age of four or five, they were productive within the village or the community. By four or five, that's incredible. And once again, is we, I guess we we're we're more focused on building education in this in our modern civilization mm-hmm. than them, which is a little bit more rudimentary, mm. right? But going back again, yeah, the point of life is is reproduction, reproduction, mm. and um, the point of life is to carry on life, right? That's generally, the, and the, even at the cellular level, is still that that, that 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 basic fundamental purpose. The cell is just there to carry carry on life. Die, but make sure that it's split. I make space for the next cell to make way to carry on life. Mm-hmm. And I think when you get old, I think what happens is that you you be, you begin to create more mal. I don't want to say malnourished, but deformed cells. Right. Yeah. And you 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 don't you don't reproduce and the, as quickly or right. whatever the case. The, is. I think that they said that that's a result of the 
I can't remember the word, don't quote me on this, but tadamirs or something like that. Mm. Your tadamirs get shot and as Every you get shot, single time you, re, you, you, you split, the cells rege- not regenerate. Every time they copy. Right. Every time they, they, so, they reproduce. And that's what represents aging. Yes. So it slows down when it gets, as it gets shorter or something like that. And then you create, you also create more um, problems. You get more problematic as they, 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 so, they get shorter. But then, but then that, that's also... Uh, it's degeneration. Degeneration, no. That's degeneration, yes. Mm. But degeneration doesn't have to look like how we have come tonight today because nutrition, you're feeding the cells. Mm. Nutrients. They just said this is the key of the talk today. Nutrients. You see, we started talking about meat. Stephen introduced me with meat. There are untraditional ways of eating. Of course, of course. But the key for this talk is about nutrients. Mm. Nutrition. Cells need nutrients in order to perform optimally. Mm. So your task to survive, to reproduce, and to thrive is to have as much nutrients in your to consume as much nutrients as possible. Mm that your cells could receive these nutrients and take out their fu- carry out their function mm-hmm. in right? the most effective way in the yeah. most effective way that's true and uh-huh. thrive so what, what nutrients do we I mean you, you talked about the macronutrients so we were, we were just on um, we proteins. Were the proteins proteins fats and carbohydrates the three main macro and then beneath them you have the micronutrients the micronutrients that we're talking about with protein now would be like the amino acids they have different names for them mm-hmm. uh, different amino acids there is I think nine essential amino acids which make up a protein oh, wow. but there is multiple ones vegetables have them mixed so like broccoli might have one um, cauliflower might have another one but when you combine all the rice and the cauliflower and the broccoli together now you might get all nine of the amino acids to make a protein a protein yeah the issue now is that how well is your body able to combine these things together and actually utilize it as a protein? Because mm. now the, 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 the animals, the, the cows and the, the, the herbivore animals, their digestive tract is able to do this a lot more effectively than us. But then the, 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 their digestive tract is different. Indeed it yeah. is. A, a cow has what, four stomachs? Something like that, four or seven. But not only that, but they, that the, the, the biggest part is the enzymes that's within these stomachs as well, which they use to break down these plant matters. Mm. So they have, they have specific enzymes? Specific enzymes to break down these, these the, the cellulose. And they ferment them as well. They have fermentation sacs in them. Yeah, they do. One, I think so, one of the stomachs are specifically for Right, them. so when they ferment them, they're actually able to access things that we... As humans, four. They have four stomachs. We as humans can't access when it comes to certain plant matter. So which is why, and but also plant matter is very calorically low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which true. is the reason why a cow spends all day eating. eating. Which is the reason why a gorilla spends all day eating. Whereas most of these most herbivore animals spend all day eating. You were talking about your diet that you went on recently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was it predominantly plant. I mean, no, not really, no. It was, a, to me, it was equal. What, what happened is, I'll break it down. It had six meals per ah. day. Um, the first meal was extremely carbohydrate intensive. So it was like oats and banana and stuff. Second meal would be like maybe an apple. The third meal would then introduce mm. um, protein. So mm. you would have like a chicken breast or I would eat fish, a white fish um, boiled. Mm-hmm. It got to be like boiled. You can't, you can't fry it, right? Um, and then it would have like maybe like rice, and like some kind of vegetable, like squash or something. Mm. Um, and then the, la- the second, the, the, the fourth meal would be like celery and, and peanut butter 
and then the fifth meal would be like dinner, which would be like fish and 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 like asparagus and mm. and, and 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 zucchini. No, no, no starch in it, right? Right. And then the last meal would, well, for the first week, the last meal was like berries or some some some. And the, the, the aim was it was the aim for it was low to carry down your calories. Yeah, the, the aim of it was twofold. It was to carry down your caloric intake and with that being done you would lose weight, which did happen. Mm. I did lose did lose weight. And did look different mm. over the three weeks, which was to me astounding. But the the other thing too that they said is like you, you could reset you some of you your cravings. Mm-hmm. Um because it's not Fat, like it doesn't have much oil in it or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't have much like inorganic sugar. So it wasn't like you were eating sugars per se. You were just eat. You're getting sugars from your f- fruits and stuff, mm. and it really worked. Like certain things right now, like I'm off the diet, so mm. I'm a- I'm now able to go back to a more sustainable because that's not a sustainable. Like, hallelujah, yeah. I'm off that diet. Yeah, yeah, I'm off it. Like. I'm not off it like I'm just going wild. At least I wouldn't like to feel so, even though my girlfriend might feel differently. But um, what I learned learn about it is the portion control. Because like, like I didn't really understand that eating a certain amount of food, like like I would like full up a plate, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But through this diet, like I realized you don't need to full up. The plate. You could have like the portions um, right. were interesting. Right. Right. But yeah, that was the diet. That was the diet, Langasha. Um, but yeah, meat was a part of it. You had to eat. You had to eat. Prote- you had to get that protein source twice a day, at mm. least. Well, this is a, but yeah, you got you had everything in it. You had the mac. You had different carbohydrates, the mm-hmm. protein, and very little to no fats. That, that was the only yeah, thing. very little to no fats. That and and I don't know if and he was regular peanut butter you, has regular fat eating. In it? Yeah, peanut yeah, butter has yeah. fat. Peanuts have fats in it. Mm. But he was regulating like six meals. I just said six. Meals. six meals a day. Yeah. It was so, regulated and it, it was spaced out by three hours. Because the, the two things that keep make you satiate, satiated, which is a feeling of satisfaction when it comes to food, is um, proteins and fats. Mm. When you eat primarily sugars or carbs, you kind of stay craving stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. You do, you do. Um, even <laughs> right now, my girlfriend is like, she, um, she's hungry. Like, she's hungry often. Mm. And what we've tried to do after the diet is to try to sustain a regular eating pattern. Mm. Now that we could eat more like fats and, and stuff, of course, we, you know, we could fry stuff now, which is great. Um, and what I found is that if we, if we do like fry fish and we take the fry fish and put it in sauce, which is something that I does normally do, um, it satiates for a very a longer period. In the sauce? I think it's like, I think it's the, the combination of probably oils and stuff. Like what, she likes eggs. What's in the sauce? Uh, like coconut milk, you know, that kind of stuff. You're having like garlic and stuff like that. But I make my sauce, I, I like to make my sauce fancy, so yeah, that kind of things. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if she eats, like, as you said, meat, uh-huh. especially, and they combine it like, with that kind of fat, she loves eggs, loves eggs. So, mm-hmm. and it's fried egg. So, like, that. That helps mm-hmm. it, it with with combining it with that kind of stuff. Like it's cool. Like one of the meals that we had in in one of the weeks them was boiled egg, mm. and it's amazing if you eat one. Like it was one boiled egg, and mm. I swear that was like it just never helped. Like you eat this. Like say say you eating this at like 
like six o'clock. Uh-huh. You can't eat anything else until eight, like six, six, six or five, six. You can't eat anything else until eight. But you eat that egg and it's like, it does nothing. You, like, you don't, there's no feeling of, say, you're not satiated at all. It's mm. just like one egg, mm. one boiled egg. Nothing. <laughs> it did nothing. It was funny. It was weird. But, uh, yeah, yeah. but you, you would have harder time to deal with it if you had just eaten like a watermelon. Mm. So like, say it wasn't an egg, say it was mm. a watermelon or the same amount, same amount of calories as an egg in the form of a watermelon. Mm. You would be, you would have an even stronger craving for wanting eating more, more food. food yeah. Whether it be a watermelon or a mango or a banana. Because those things pass through your system a lot faster. They absorb absorbed a lot faster. Get, get give you the rush a lot quicker. So you right, you get your high, the sugar high, and then the crash, and then you get the craving to try to build you back up again. You know, it's interesting. Like the other day, I was talking to my brother. He was like, um, he walking out a lot. My brother is like a the hell not love him. Mm. He's crazy. He's such such a form of, of support, right? Mm. Um, but he was like, he felt like he was gaining weight, and I, I was like, what do you mean you're gaining? He's like, don't you still do the exercise? You look at he's he's P ninety X guy. Mm. Very dedicated to this thing. Mm. I'm like, you're supposed to gain weight. It's crazy. What are you, you doing differently? He's like, man, doing nothing differently. Um, and then through talking to him, I realized he didn't eat all the mangoes. Like, you know, in our culture, I don't know if this is everybody, but in our culture, we would like sit down behind like four or five or six mangoes. Like, that's like a thing, right? Right. Um, but I don't think really, I don't know if people knew. I told him, like, Maybe that's your issue mm-hmm. because if you are sitting down behind six or seven mangoes, that's 200 calories per mango. Like, it, it really doesn't matter, like, how much you, you, you are, you, your body going to try to store 1,400 calories. Not necessarily, uh, Stephen. Then teach me. This is, this is, add, 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 add into what you're saying. Mm. So, the, 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 the thing with the human body is that we have something called a pancreas. Uh-huh. Pancreas is well, the, the, the well known function of the pancreas insulin. is to produce insulin. Mm-hmm. Insulin is a hormone, mm-hmm. right? It's considered a hormone. And the function of the insulin hormone is fat storage. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it converts certain, especially specifically glucose, converts it mm-hmm. and store, well, stores it as fat into fat, mm-hmm. your fat stores. Mm-hmm. And this is done with whenever you, your glucose levels within your blood get too high. Uh-huh. So you. You're gonna be in fat storage mode once mm-hmm. you have too much sugar in your system. In your system, yeah. Mangoes, bananas, grapes, exactly. watermelons, that's, all these I, I things. Think that's exactly so what it's I'm not saying. just no, because you could eat you could eat you could eat two thousand calories of steak or fat. Mm-hmm. Your body's not necessarily gonna go into into fat storage mode. That's what I'm trying to oh, say. Oh, oh, okay. That's the that's the thing. I was just saying that because I think what what I was saying is that he's eating two hundred calories worth of carbohydrates. That's the that's the I'm guessing that's the main macronutrient in 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 mangoes. Yeah, it, so it has a lot sugar. of vitamins and and vitamin C. All that. He has a good amount of sugar as well. And it has a good amount of, of sugar, which you, is you the bad, basic you... building block of a carbohydrate. That's one mac, one micronutrient found in carbohydrates, right? Mm, I would have to look that. I'm not sure about that. I don't think he has. Yeah, to Yeah, glucose. Be. And glucose. then, but then it varies because I mean, there's certain. You, yeah, gar- carbohydrates are com- converted into, into glucose. glucose. Yes, right, that's what I'm right, saying. Right. So, like, if if he's Mango eating sugar. if he's eating seven mangoes uh-huh. and it's two hundred mango two hundred calories. Well, the question would be how much how much carbs? 
God, you could Google it. Because the calories, the calories don't, out, don't automatically convert. Yeah, because they could be in any mac macronutrient, right? Not any, but they, they could be nutrients. Different. It wouldn't necessarily be only carbs. Mm. It could be the 200 calories. It could be 200 calories and all the 200... 190 of it is carbs. Oh, Jesus. We're just saying that. Okay. Like, I'm rolling you, you, you got water, you got fiber in there, you got different things. But water is not, water doesn't contribute no. carbs. Um, 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 calories. Water is a calorie. Insoluble fiber. Yeah, insoluble fiber. fiber. Right. So, insoluble, yeah, insoluble fiber, which will go straight through you. Right. More or less than that. But I'm just saying, like, if you're eating, even if it's not 1,400, it's 12, say it's 1,200 calories worth of carbohydrates, you Again, your insulin on kicking it almost it got kicking quick because it's like it's gonna try to store all these excess calories in, into into fat. So Google's nutritional facts result for uh -huh. mangoes, two hundred and one calories. I was close, two hundred and one calories. Mm. I don't know for for I don't even know what type of mango this is, but anyway, um, total fat one point three grams. That's why I'm saying it, could, it doesn't have to be all mm. carbs. Saturated fat, 0 0.3 grams. Polyunsaturated, 0 0.2 grams. Monounsaturated, 0 0.5. Zero cholesterol, 3 milligrams of sodium. 564 milligrams of potassium, which is real good. Total carbohydrates, 50 grams. 50 grams. Dietary fiber, 5 grams. Sugars, 46 grams. Wow. So that's what I'm saying. Total carbohydrates, 50 grams. Uh -huh. The dietary fiber is five out of the fifty, uh -huh. and the and forty six grams of sugar out of the out of the fifty. Which would be 50 so when you see when you read in something you see total carbs and beneath total carbs you see fiber and sugars. Uh -huh. That is take those two figures are taken from the total carbs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the mangoes have a well this mango we're talking about there here. It's mm. 46 grams of sugar and 5 grams of, of fiber. soluble fiber. What is the, what is the best? I, 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 thought, I read something the other day about what's the best ratio for fiber to... Um, fiber to sugar? To sugar. Because there's a ratio. And, and, and yeah, mangoes also have some protein as well. Complete proteins, I would assume. The fact that they call it protein. 2.8 grams of protein. Wow, but that's still way vitamin more sugar. Vitamin A... In for, for plant-based, vitamin A is be actually beta-carotene, uh -huh. and the body converts beta-carotene to vitamin A. But beta-carotene, which is labeled as vitamin A here, is 72% of your RDI, I think that's what they're talking about. Yeah, your daily value? In, in the form of beta-carotene, 3% calcium, 203% vitamin C. That's great. But so one mango is enough? Double. Double the more than enough, but then with, 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 with vitamins, if your body don't use them, it'll get rid of them. Not necessarily, it depends on if it's a water soluble vitamin or a fat soluble vitamin. What, what would it be in the case of a mango, which is which okay? Is so, um, different vitamins, it doesn't matter what it is, but different vitamins are either fat soluble or water soluble. The water soluble vitamins are vitamin C and E, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. All the rest are fat soluble. So the fat soluble vitamins would actually be stored in fat. Wow. So and that's and water soluble vitamins would be flushed out once yeah, you get once you get yeah. enough that you need. But that means you need to have a regular intake of, of them these every water soluble. Day, almost, yeah. So vitamin C and E specifically. Um and that and this is one thing that when 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 fat is villainized now when it comes to animals. Fat, you need fat in order to um, assimilate some of these other vitamins. So vitamin A, 
Mm. Vitamin, some, most of the vitamin Bs, vitamin D, which is the sun, you need fat and cholesterol in your body to assimilate these vitamins um, and care and so forth. And these, and when it comes to animals now, a healthy animal, remember mm. I want a healthy chicken in my plate, not, mm. not, 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 not a, a sick not one. A, yeah. Now these healthy animals, whether it be beef, pig, pork, wherever the case is, these vitamins and minerals in a healthy animal they actually be stored in the fat. Okay. Uh-huh. So consuming the fat of an animal, you get these vitamins as well. But we're going too far off topic. <laughs> we have got, we always go on tangent, Stephen. <laughs> I think it's fine. I was listening. This thing is interesting. So you're saying that we need to consume, we need to consume, and I, I guess we're going to get into this, but you need to consume a lot of the animal to get most of the nutrients right. from the animal. Because I mean, most of the time, I think we would just be eating the muscle mass. Right, right, right. So... Go on a tangent, Stephen. Where we was with this mango? We, how we started this mango talk? Well, know? I was saying... Was always taji. Yes, I was talking about taji and the fact that, like, if he's eating seven mangoes a day, uh-huh. like, so, again... So we were talking... So the reason why he would gain weight is because, as we just look here, the sugar content is 46 grams. 46 grams. No. Uh-huh. No. When you come down, no, you, the question now would be, how much grams of sugar stimulates an insulin response? Uh, how much grams of sugar can the body tolerate before it has to put out insulin to get rid of the sugar in your in your? Which is to store it, not to get to rid of it, but well, to store it. Right. Because sugar is actually dangerous within the blood. Mm. The reason why you put well, one of the reasons, and once again, let me say it very first and foremost: I am not a doctor, <laughs> a nutritionist, and none of the above. Uh-huh. So technically, I don't know what the hell is saying, but I just read a lot and I observe. And this is a what lot. you read. This and is what you read. So, so this is you know, take it a grain of salt. Uh-huh. Um, diabetics, you realize that many diabetic persons have to amputate their legs and what's not. Mm. This is partially because the, the, the sugar, the sugar levels within the body starts to deteriorate or damage the cells. Oh. Because the pancreas stop working, they become yeah. insulin resistant. Insulin resistant. Yeah. The pancreas stop working and they got to take the shots. Mm. Um, so you get too much sugar in the bloodstream and it damages the arteries. Mm. So therefore blood doesn't flow to these places to give carry oxygen and they get gangrene and they got to get amputate these parts. Or is in because they don't do it, then they can get blood poisoning from yeah. the dead from the dead dead limbs. Mm-hmm. So you, that's why the pancreas is important to get rid of the sugar out of your blood and mm-hmm. put it into fat storage because that's a safe place that you could actually access it again at a later point as energy via fat. Yeah. Right. Or uh, burning. When when I say burning fat, that's what I mean. Just retrieving nutrients. Yeah. From you it? not retrieving. You retrieving energy. So you just gaining as, as as energy. You really gaining nutrients. You ain't gaining nutrients when you're burning fat. No, you're just getting energy. So when, when you say store... Your body uses nutrients and it stores energy. Okay, so we need to probably clarify this. So you're saying that when... Okay, I eat... So yeah, but, but yeah, you're, you're correct. Sorry, Your body would store some amount of your nutrients in, in the fat. In the fat. Yes. Like, like, so um, not just the nutrients. Fat, the fat-soluble... The fat-soluble... Nutrients, like nutrients. the vitamins A, and a, you say B... B D, D, F, K? K. Yeah, yeah, K. Okay, so them there is fat soluble, right. which means that when your body needs to use them, your body will burn the fat to get them or just retrieve them. Well, that I need to dig in deeper. But that, they will be stored in your fat, so they would, they would actually, wherever it's stored in the, within the body, they would access it. When I'm running, mm-hmm. all right, I'm running 7K, to, no, tomorrow's gym, but I'm running 7K, mm-hmm. and my body needs to tap into what to keep me from stopping and dying. What is it that, because I mean, eventually you're going to get, I don't get hungry when I run. What is your body, what is it doing? Is it, is it, is it accessing 
what the sugar stuff from the the, the, the fat the to keep me the, the energized the, the gl- glycogen 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 i think it's glycogen now but yeah glycogen i think that's the word yeah so mm. the glycogen is stored in the muscles and also in your liver i think so when you are doing certain activities once there isn't anything in your intestines that you are actually absorbing mm-hmm. the, the, to, for the energy your body turns to the must the the, the storage because your body converts the glucose into glycogen and store it into your muscles and your liver. Mm-hmm. So that's almost like a, a surge tank of energy oh, for you. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. And you, your body taps into those places first. When you get, when you deplete that glycogen, mm-hmm. specifically like sprinters, sprinters use, that, use up the glycogen and are the power lifters and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. They, that's where they go to for that quick, 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 rand, quick source of energy mm-hmm. is the, from the muscles and from the liver. Uh-huh. Once that's depleted, your body now has to Try it. once your stomach, when your intestines empty, mm-hmm. when it comes to energy, then your glycogen stores gone down. Mm-hmm. Then your body now has to try to start to convert fat into something that can be used as energy. Oh, so it's not gonna it's not gonna convert your fat to glycogen then. It's gonna no, convert. it doesn't. It converts, converts it converts it to ketones, to ketone ketones, bodies. Okay. Something called ketone bodies. So people probably heard about the keto, keto diet. diet. Yeah, keto that's diet. exactly what it's about. It's so about it's trying to get your body to access to operate on off of fat. Fat, yeah. Your body converts the fat into ketones. There's a, a, a longer, pro, you know, more part two details for that. <laughs> so that's a I don't care about your throttle, man. I want to get this information. So, yeah. but, but most persons are either they're, they're stuck on getting energy from the food that they eat directly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are, are some of them going over to the glycogen stores yeah but more or less the, ever, the carbohydrates because something with me me pers- it's a personal thing observation with me I, I would often hear persons talk about how they get headache when they're hungry mm-hmm. and stuff like that and that never happened to me and then I was wondering like why don't get this thing yeah, everybody said they, they don't eat for the whole then they got headache or they got this problem or like whatever the case is when you are not able to get energy from the fat, your body is your body. If your body is not efficient at starting to convert s- that, use that generator of you know the the, the fat fat for energy, mm. then you're gonna have challenges converting over. Mm. And some of the challenges converting over is the shaky hands and the headache and that type of thing. Mm. When your body is trying to convert over because it's not. Something that's regular. If you don't regular regularly use it, yeah. it's gonna be difficult to, to initiate start, it initiate all it. of a sudden. Yeah. So persons who are not fat adapted are able to do that. They're gonna have when they when they're hungry, they're gonna have all these symptoms. Headaches, yeah, yeah. But the human body is an amazing thing because if you think about the the Arawaks, the Indians, or wherever the kid that was in the jungle and they didn't have no fridge, they had nothing. Like food wasn't guaranteed. If you had food today, you're lucky, and you don't know when the next set of food gonna be. If it's gonna be next week or next three days. God, man, you're right. You know, you got this this tribe, man. It's crazy. They had this tribe who was talking about. They interviewed them and they said they don't eat every day. No, they, they, that's not regular for them. Like mm-hmm. they will go out to fish. They bring back the fish. They eat the fish. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, they might be preparing for the very next day to go back out to fish again. They don't mm. fish every day either. Right. They right. fish every other day or every three right. days or something like and that. There was some stuff that I read with persons that European explorers who went to certain indigenous tribes. And they asked them, why don't you guys save the fish? And why do you eat off all? Why don't you put them in the refrigerator? It's like, this is my refrigerator right here. So they would eat it and, you know, let their bodies be the storage. Because yeah. your body can 
as Store, I said, yeah. if you don't, if you're not doing three thousand calories work worth of work today, and you ate five thousand calories, that is going to be stored mm. for you to access it. it at and a it later. doesn't matter what the macron, what macronutrients you gain the calories from. No, as I say carbs, carbs, protein, proteins convert, proteins change over into glucose. Your body actually, if you eat too much protein. Like the chicken, mm, wait mm. the chicken breast. Mm-hmm. Your body actually changed that over to glucose. So some sort of some form of glucose. So you oh, could actually have know. you could actually get a high blood sugar reading after eating a lot of like protein. Like really? So you eat like a lot of cheap breast. But then, but then, so when isn't you, a counterproductive the, the key, for you as a key person? Thing, the key thing is this is the funny thing. When you eat something high in protein, you need to eat e- equivalent amount in, in calories, I think, in calories of fat. So every time they said chow with a chicken skin, they lie. Yo, it was, <laughs> yo, it's a lot of misconceptions because I, I, I know for sure that they said old people ain't supposed to eat chicken fat because it's bad for the heart and you're going to get them bad cholesterol and you're going to block up the arteries and stuff. Uh, yeah, they, they sell, that's something that has been said, but it's not really true. So you, Very you think Granny's supposed to be eating that chicken skin? Yeah, if Granny, Granny, when Granny eat then then that pork and them chicken skin and what's not, that's when Granny gonna be more productive in she late ages. She gonna be so more you, functional. So you are a proponent. You are a person who believes that we need to consume more fat. Here's the thing, Stephen. <laughs> Let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. Sure, go ahead. Pass, pass, ask, ask. In, 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 in the average person's diet, what, what food, like what food do you think is the highest amount consumed and how, what percentage of the diet you think that takes up? What food and what percentage of the diet do you think it takes up? Uh, starch, um, and I think maybe 60 to 70%. Good, good. I I'd so, actually so, read so that. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna pretend I was that smart. I actually <laughs> read that some. So, so yeah, the, the biggest, the biggest thing that's consumed, but it's an American study. But American behavior seems to re- reflect in the Caribbean nowadays. Mm. Wheat, wheat is the biggest, the highest consumed. As much as people think that steak and chicken and all these things is what most people, people eat. eat yeah. The it's biggest not. thing to consume is wheat. Which is in bread and... In your, in yes, wheat is flour. Yeah, that's it. So the, the, when you wake up in your morning and you eat waffle, if you eat, if you eat waffle, if you eat bread, if you eat oats... Pancakes. If so. you eat pancakes, if you eat donuts, if you eat cookies... Cookies, yeah. Is, is that all, all, all is wheat. Mm. When lunchtime, when you eat bread again, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you have a, you have a, a Johnny cake... Uh, mm. Allah, that's flour again. That's wheat. Mm-hmm. So, seven, according to the study in America, it's like seventy-five percent. You, the, the average person, consumes around seventy-five percent of their diet is wheat. Is wheat, yeah, is wheat. That's crazy. Seventy-five percent, and meat, like the red meat and the chicken and all that thing, has been no, no chicken has been on an up. Mm-hmm. Red meat has been on a, on a on down, down. Yeah, when it comes to consumption, people believe that red meat they make you fat. And it's a, it's a different thing because people believe they don't know, or maybe they know, but they don't believe that. Or there's a difference between thinking that something is full of fat and something is fattening. Like if but you it's eat, what, it's what's been preached to us. Yeah, it's what's been preached to us because when I was growing up, I I, I was taught that eating a lot of rice is fattening. So I thought that rice was fat. 
mm-hmm. I thought that bread was fat. That's you understand? What That's what I thought. Yeah. Bread and rice? Bread and rice and so used to make you Fat. That's why they. That's the, my thing. Nobody sent me that memory when I was young. And you know what else? Used to I used to think used to I used to completely bugger my brain like um the same chicken skin thing mm. or like pork. You know, like eating eating pork fat, mm. which is like pig snout mm. and them kind of things. I just think them things that just make you fat. Mm-hmm. Like the combination of bacon and 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 um and. I don't know, rice, mm. it'll make you fat. Not realizing that like at one point, I remember it was so bad that I switched from eating rice and went over to eating pasta because I thought pasta was more <laughs> healthy than rice and pasta's main ingredient is flour. Yeah, flour. Like, and flour comes from wheat. Yep. So it's like, we here thinking, oh, we're doing this great but they, thing. But, but they, they, they promote it because if you look at the, the food pyramid, mm, yeah. the grains, the rice and the wheat is at make the base. The, and they make up the most. And they make up the most stuff. Yeah. Um, in America, these are stuff, the wheat, the, the wheat and the, the wheat, wheat, oats, all and stuff, them is the stuff that's subsidized by the government. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And if they're subsidized, subsidized by the government, People gonna, they're yeah. going to need, they're going to need a market to sell, a market to sell yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Just like cow milk. Cow milk is the same thing. They got this, these load of cows. They're making milk to make cheese. But God, we got so much of these cows. We need to sell this milk. Because mm. if we sell the milk, it's easier. We can pasteurize it. It's easy to put in a can, send it out, evaporate it, whatever the case mm. is. It's easy. Milk is easy to sell. Mm. Because people believe that milk is good for you. Uh, well, it's actually good for you. I don't, I don't know milk if I agree. Milk is actually good. What about the mucus? What about the whole mucus thing? The whole, so no, we're the, drinking milk from a cow versus... The, the issue is <clears throat> when it comes to the cow milk is the pasteurization and homogenation and all that stuff that they do to the milk is what messes up the... Because, you know, the, 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 the UHT ultra high temperature treatment story yeah. they do to mm-hmm. the milk and they got pasteurization. It kills all the bacteria. Kills it's all the kill bacteria and kills also the good stuff that is in that milk. There, good but then isn't is it their case for pasteurization? So this is the history. Some some history and it comes to milk, which I happen to come across. <laughs> what haven't you come across? I, uh, I haven't come across a deer up to this day. I haven't seen a deer. You haven't seen a deer in no, not but anyway we, you we digress you, you know you, know, <laughs> you need usual. to go over the peninsula more often so when it comes to milk now um <laughs> once upon a, even my mom when my mom was young she grew up in belmont estate mm. and she said back in them this, i guess that would be the 1960s or so mm. she, she fought her goat deer 1970s nick 60s nick your mother man. older than yours oh really that's just that's, that's interesting Anyways, she, she looks so nice. She's so nice. Beautiful lady. It's beautiful. So back in them days, now, um, growing up on a plant and in the estate, uh-huh. her father, my grandfather, would go out to the cattle in the fa- in the pasture, uh-huh. and tug upon the the teeth, the teeth, yeah, and and which which emitted milk into a pan. container, uh-huh. and he would bring back the milk for his his offsprings. <laughs> <laughs> and his offsprings would drink the warm milk from the breast of the cattle. Directly? Yes, Stephen. Yes. Directly. And not die? And not die. So now, and this was a common thing throughout history. But mm. specifically with persons who could actually absorb and deal with the lactose. Yeah, because I'm lactose sensitive. The uh, lactose is a sugar, is a sugar, a glucose, sugar in cow's milk. Mm. And not all humans or homo sapiens have evolved in order to Break digest down and probably. digest that sugar, lactose. You have fructose, sucrose, 
Maltos, Maltos? No, that's that's Malta a man-made dextrose. one. Yeah, that's the Malt. That's the but one. But you have different type of, of of sweeteners, and sugars, natural sweeteners, and for for cow's milk, that's lactose. Um, and cow's milk has a whole bunch of good good minerals and nutrients. When there were mothers who could did not were not able to produce milk, mm-hmm. they would put a child on cow's milk, a baby infant. Mm. That was one thing that was done in the world. Mm. Um, no, the issue where it comes to why milk became dangerous. Mm. Milk, cow and milk, cow and um, farming, uh, rearing animals was not something that was usually done close to cities, like a New York City populated areas. Mm. It was mostly done in the open areas, like, you know, in the countryside. I mean, and um, so that allowed for a lot more open areas and free grazing and more sanitary surroundings mm-hmm. when they, they tried to bring cows to the cities because no you could because it was raw milk and they didn't have fridge back then yeah they had you to couldn't transport it it was difficult actually it was difficult yeah, yeah so the, difficult. the cities couldn't really get milk mm-hmm. so that in trying to bring the cows closer to the city and it's more cramped tight areas and sewage and sanitary. yeah exactly drainage all these problems and also what they fed the cows was something different not to, yeah. good as well because it's a smaller space if you're getting and there wasn't to the city. there wasn't any pastures no, again so because of this now, some cross-contamination happened and killed a whole bunch of people in New York. I yeah, believe. they did, yeah. Is New York or Chicago? Somewhere, one of them cities. Uh-huh. Have yeah. to back check that. I think it might do. I but it was, one of the, was, was when they did that. And one of the worst outbreaks, yeah. And yeah because, it, was, it was milk, yeah. And because of that, now that's when, okay, we need to pasteurize and make sure it's safe. Mm. But there were many people, decades and centuries, that were drinking milk. As you said, just back in 1960s from my mom, mm. was drinking milk from straight, warm from the cow. Boom, bam. Mm. Uh, a neighbor of mine said that when he was young, he young, he, he just make 50. He said when he was young, yeah, he would, his father, farmer, go and milk that cow and bring home milk for his children. No issues, no reactions and nothing of the sort. Mm. Right? Um... But the issue came about when they said when they brought them into the cities and unsan- sanitary areas, feeding the cows stuff that they're not supposed to be eating, so which made the milk more prone to becoming um, dangerous, for lack of better words. Indeed, indeed, and then of course bacteria starts growing on the right. and so on. Unsanitary, right. so the bacteria and that's what caused the outbreak and the big scare. And they, so that in, in in trying to protect everyone now, they, they, they pasteurize came, they pasteurize it. it. And the word pasteurize is actually the name of the scientist who actually. His name was Pastor something. Mm. The name is the name pasteurization is related to the name of the person who invented the process. It's funny because it's, it has the name pasture in it. It's weird, yeah. and I, I, I found that to be. Actually. I think I think what we need to touch on is um, when it comes to meat. Uh, something that me and you talked about half year before. Oh, before we got it. So milk. So the milk that we have mm. is the mucus and all that stuff would develop because we're technically not really. Drinking milk—it's something that's been—it's mm. dead. It's not—it's not really milk anymore. After you heat it up to that level, you kill the the, the potentially bad bacteria. But you also that, kill the nutrients. And, all, and the but you also kill the, the nutrients and the vitamins. Vitamins are vitamins are temperature, temperature sensitive. sensitive. Yeah, vitamins yeah. are ten, vitamins and minerals are ten, temperature sensitive. So in heating them up, which they heat them up to like. One pasteurization is one sixty. Yeah, one sixty. I believe. Or one sixty five for fifteen seconds or something like that. Or for five. And then the UHT ultra high pressure uh, treatment is like two hundred and fifty, or for two seconds. Something like that, yeah. And um, 
interest and once this is done that's someone they, they could have milk on shelves without having to put them in a fridge right mm. the funny thing now in america 15 seconds you're right 161.6 degrees that's pasteurization right. that's pasteurization that's pasteurization and, and you a UHT ultra high treatment is different to pasteurization because mm. they carry it up to 200 and something for a shorter time. But then check this out for effective pasteurization, it can be heated for 145 degrees Fahrenheit for 30 minutes. Mm. But this method, this method isn't very common, and I could see why because that's wasting a lot of time. Energy, yeah. yeah. More common is heating the milk to at least 161.6 degrees Fahrenheit for 15 seconds, mm -hmm. which is known as high temperature short time pasteurization for right. fast pasteurization yeah. I guess the ultra high would be 250 something, to something or right. 2 seconds but it, it just makes sense because if you think about it how much milk we could move much more milk if we heat it up to a hotter temperature for right. a shorter time and then keep it moving so the, 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 the high temperature or pasteurization we just read mm. that could probably only last for maybe 2 weeks or 3 weeks on the shelf mm. and I think that has to be refrigerated I think yeah. the UH to now the ultra high, which goes up to 200 degrees, that could probably last for months on the shelf now. And without being refrigerated. This is new? This is something new? No, it's not new. And um, so this now... Guy had, this guy had come up with something new the other day. He said he could have milk not spoiled for months without pasteurization. Well, you, I don't think UHT is a new thing. Not new in the sense of a decade. It's more than a decade old. Um, so, but going back to something now. In America... They started to have issues with the UH, the ultra high stuff that could be stored on shelf. Mm. People wasn't buying them, buying them, because American historically, Americans historically were accustomed to the the the, the, the fresh milk coming and you're having to store it in the fridge or it's go bad instantly or within the day. Oh. So having milk on the shelf was far fetched. Mm. Doesn't make sense. So people in the US never really bought milk off the shelf. People in Europe more and more accepting of that, though. Mm. So, so what started to happen was that companies, and here's this, specifically soy milk and almond milk companies mm -hmm. requested that they be put into the refrigerators so that people would buy them. Because soy, not almond milks, need to be refrigerated. But they don't want to spoil the spoil. They would not spoil. They're just like the UHT, the ultra high treatment. They do not need to be refrigerated. Okay, maybe they don't need to before they open, but once you expose them to air, but they we're talking will... about in the supermarket. Okay. So they, they intentionally put them into the refrigerator mm. so that people could have that yes. traditional mindset of milk is in the refrigerator and buy it. Because mm. they were losing sales when they had them on the shelves. People so wasn't buying. So the so so the the, the soy milk that you see in the fridge when you go to Rams or Best Buy or Value Mac, it does not need. They don't to need be. to be there. They've been they've been. Well, I think it's more of an American thing. I don't think we have that stigma here in Zinkets, but they don't need to be in the fridge once they don't open them. I don't think I'll buy almond milk if it was in the fridge. Milk supposed to be in the fridge for me, unless it's evaporated milk, and then after you don't open it, you put it in the fridge. Well, once again, it's a stigma. It is, but none of them need to be in the fridge. None of them. Funniest fact. Tangent. Mayo. What you do, like, <laughs> when we buy mayo, we pick up mayo off the shelf. Uh-huh. But yet, we feel like if we leave mayo out in the sun, that it's going to poison us. Why mm -hmm. do we feel this way? Um, because the origins of mayonnaise is egg. 
Yes, eggs, right? And but it's, it's not it's not pasteurized eggs with like. The no, yolk once again, we're going back to the origin. The origin. Uh-huh. So that's the same reason why with milk. The ar- milk is a rothing, high protein, high fat, which is very susceptible to bacterial growth. Mm. Egg, 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 eggs is a similar thing. So the, the origins of these things were potentially very health ha- hazardous. Ha- yeah, yeah. Especially outside of a, outside, a refrigerated. Right. Mm. Um, so the, the stigma is stuck with us. Even though the, the, the modern way of making these products... Is nowhere close to the traditional way of making these products. But the stigma is stick, stuck, stuck with us. Because I don't eat... I, don't eat, I mean, I could, you could cook mayonnaise. You could use mayonnaise in a sauce. But mayo ain't really mayo anymore. You know? It's not. I mean, no, it's so, it has soy in it. and It's not really anything. What is what, is what it was 40 years ago? Meat? They found a different way to... Nickel, not even in meat... The eating is the same as five years ago. The fish? Not even that. Not even okay. the that. The monkey is probably the most <laughs> consistent. But even them, not really. Because the monkeys, monkeys now, they come so close to ours. They eat the food that we eating. Like a lot of monkeys will come down and eat from the trash can and stuff. Like them things, the things that we are eating is not good for the monkey meat either. Which is what I want to really talk to you about. Like... The quality of the meat is not just because it's meat. Like, it's, if you're eating chicken mm-hmm. and the chicken was, the chicken grew up on a diet that's filled with chemicals greens, and, all, greens. and grains and stuff, instead of eating like the, um, the insects and stuff from out the, the grass. The seeds and the insects. Exactly, which is a balanced diet for a chicken, mm-hmm. right? If it's not eating that, then you're not getting a, a regular, schmegular. High protein, well balanced uh, chicken. High, high nutrient. High nutrient, our nutrient dense meat. Right. You're getting a meat that is very, very limited in its scope of nutrient value. Right. It it might have protein and it will have protein because I guess you know the it main building blocks. It might blocks. be less than 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 a than a a, chi- a chicken or a cattle or whatever on a natural diet. But a chicken and, and, and that's the thing. Everything everything will be less. Like once again mm-hmm. on a cellular level, you need nutrients. Exactly. So, exactly. And wherever you, once you give it good nutrients, it's going to perform at optimal level and thrive and all that good stuff. You give it shit, you're going to be. It's going to taste like. It, and, and not the, it's going to be that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exactly that. Like, one, one thing. And they, that, do, they do feed some of them animals feces. Yes, they do. Yeah. They feed them any, gene, any genetic thing that they could grind up into a feed, they feed it to them. Yeah. If it's a chicken died, because just, the, so the the goal for some of them is just to fatten them up as fat as possible and as fast as possible. And in America, well, I think well, most of the stuff there is about America, and I say it falls down to us to some degree. The grade of certain meats is based on the fat, specifically with cows, the beef mm. steaks mm. is based on the fat content. Like look at the look to talk about the marbling, the fat content. Yeah, in yeah, it. yeah. yeah. Mm. So for that's even more reason for them to feed crap to the cows because a cow. That cattle cow that ate grass would have less fat in the muscle. In the meat, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. where the fat would be? The fat would be more on the um, organs, I guess. There's certain certain organs would accumulate more fat. Like the, the kidneys would have a lot of fat, the heart would have fat on it, and you get so But the, the 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 meat now would be you know there would be a nice vascular toned cattle, so to speak. They were eating grass. But when you feed them grains now... They they get bigger. It's more of a fat, high fat. fat. Yeah, yeah. And not as muscular. Yeah, yeah. And that also make the the meat more tender, which everybody wants again. Mm. 
Yo, listen. <laughs> you said make the meat more tender and all the thing in his chicken. Like, you know, you ever eat a yard fowl? No, I never eat a yard fowl. My yard fowl, your yard fowl, tough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what you, say, you say, catch them when they're young. Yeah, you got to catch them when they're young, boy. From time them, they get a little too old. A year, a year fall by that the meat, they tough. Chickens, it, historically, were never reared for their meat. No, they were never, no. no. They were only reared for their eggs. And whenever the, mm-hmm. they, they stop producing eggs when they're reaching their old age, that's when they would eventually kill it and eat it for meat. But of course, you probably have to pressure cook that chick. Yes, because it is tough, tough and lean. Mm-hmm. Lean. And, and that's the next thing too. Like you, may, you mentioned something just now that is interesting. Any animal with, with more fat in it, mm-hmm. in the meat especially, is easier to, to consume. It, it, it's just softer, it's more tender, it's, mm. and young, young. Not necessarily, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah young. Because the all it gets, the, the, even, if it, even if you feed it the same, and also these chickens are not built, let's don't mm. fool yourself, the yeah. chickens that they're rearing are not built to so be all. all. All across the board, we're talking about chickens, pork, and, Everything. and cow. You, all of them train into, they, 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 the trend is to get them big and fat as, as quickly soon as possible. as possible and then slaughter them yeah. as quickly as possible. Right. It's not to have no long-lasting five-year-old pork. You're eating three, three to six months max. This guy get fat quick. Well, cattle will be a little bit longer. Cattle will be a, a boy. Maybe a year or two years. A year, maybe not two years. Don't try to, don't try to squeeze that. A year and a half. Yeah, max. And antibiotics and, and, and greens. And, and, and let's not even talk about the genetic, messing with the genetics of these animals. Because it's not just about rearing. And chickens more so. And this is one reason why chickens probably want the worst thing environmentally to eat. Mm. Because the amount of chickens that you need to feed X amount of people is like, and yeah. That's the reason why they're going to fatten them up so they can get more and more put chicken. Yeah, yeah. Whereas a cattle now, properly fully grown cattle, would be like a thousand pounds of meat. Yeah. Uh, six, maybe when you butcher it, you might go fall onto 600 pounds or something. But cattle also usually need more space. Um, yeah. Because again, it's bigger. It needs more space. Like with a chicken, in a chicken coop, you could squeeze a thousand chickens into a coop that could only probably fit maybe a hundred cows. Not even that much. But then, Maybe but then even though even cows. even though with the hundred cows, the question is more so how much pounds mm. are you getting from the animal? So you squeeze a, a, a thousand chickens into this spot that you could re- wait, wait, wait. Yes, you, you're right. You, you squeeze away. your hundred, your hundred percent right. You, then, then how much? You, you how squ- much years is going to take for the cow to mature? Because a chicken is going to take ninety. Yeah, they, days. they mess with chicken a lot more to to, to get to it. get it quick. So it's like you're going to turn over way more chickens. Than cows, right? So, in terms of poundage, you might just be getting way more chicken meat out of the same space than you would get from cows because cows take longer to grow. Right. You, you probably grow two sets of chicken in a year or two or three sets of chicken. Three, in a year. But it, I think it's I think it's ninety days, you know. I think it's ninety days. days. So I think it's three like months. Four sets, then you can. Yeah, in a year, like you you rotating, and they don't care. They don't care. They literally in the feed got the antibiotics. They don't even yeah. have to inject each chicken. Once the chicken eaten, and the chickens, it's them, the chickens that they do, like the taste and everything, they, they're so messed with that these chickens cannot survive outside of the pens that they create for them. No, they so can't. These, these no. pens are temperature regulated yeah. and humidity regulated. Everything. They can't go outside. They're like a fragile egg and... Even their bones are weak. Like, it's just, they're not built to last. They're built to get quick, big, right. fast, so, and eat. And the thing is, going back to the cellular, the nutrient, nutrition, 
these chickens are fed a specific diet and therefore their bodies consist of this malnourishment and disease state. 24 weeks. And then we as humans going to eat this sickened animal. Animal in the form of drumsticks, legs and breasts. And then we in turn are ingesting the same disease or sickness or unhealthiness that these chickens went through. Because mm-hmm. I'm more personally, I guess you visually you, you've heard and seen and internalize the concept of fish when there's larger fish are more prone to have mercury poisoning. Like, for example, mm-hmm. barracuda. Because mm-hmm. the barracuda going to eat a bunch of smaller fish. So it's like a smaller fish does eat plants and he find then a bigger fish eat a smaller fish and then a bigger fish eat that fish and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. So the, the biggest fish, probably the most sickest and out of all, eat everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, that big fish is us. Oh, snap. Because... And the funny thing is that we sell poisoning. Of course, because because we, we feed in well, you know, to, to whatever degree you want. So we we feeding <laughs> the, 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 the the same animals poison and crap, and then eating them. Mm-hmm. It's so, true. It's true. Yeah, right. So yeah, and so when we when we sick and you know, it's kind of we doing it to ourselves. It's weird because like I think the human beings have a very unrealistic way of looking at food. When I say unrealistic, I mean it in the most broad sense you could probably get. Like you, how do you expect to be healthy eating unhealthy food? No, hold it one minute, Stephen of Luxley. Stephen of Luxley, that's me. Um, to one degree, so one thing is that most persons. Some persons, one, don't care about health. They're just living their life. You know? they, got other they don't care about health about. until the, the bill comes. All right. Um, two, you have persons who are trying their best to be healthy, but they are just misguided. Mm-hmm. And then three, you have the persons who figure, who figure it out, I guess. <laughs> so so my, 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 my three groups is the persons who don't, who don't give up. Yeah. The, and then two, the persons who are misguided. Uh-huh. And then and the three, the persons who, who, try, who try and fail so much time that they fight, finally figure it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 wait, we could add the next one. The people who reach enough to hire the dietitians to keep them, uh, one, to have the dietitian to point them to where the direction is supposed to eat. But and two, have access, have access to the best food. Because you know what's funny? Uh-huh. Or what I find to be interesting? Like, I think, like, if you are... I'm using Jada Pinkett Smith and Shimoda as a, as a, as a case study uh-huh. here. If you are rich enough, you ain't eating like the poorest person in the planet. You're eating like a rich person. Steve and Jobs he, is rich. Steve Jobs was also experimental in his dietary proficiency. I wouldn't call him experimental. He, he, he stuck to a specific way. He changed. He did a lot, Nick. Like He was doing a lot of different things. Like, Give me, let me know what 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 the difference. Um, he was a raw foodist at one point. Went to vegan. Was a vegetarian. Wait, wait, wait. raw foodist meaning raw food person meaning what was he consuming? He was consuming purely raw food. From what, like at Rami? No, he wasn't, he wasn't. He was consuming plant plant. So products. he was a plant based raw raw plant based. But then how you could you be a meat based raw foodist? That is possible to see. I mean, for sushi, like eating fish, or we focus on we're gonna, we're gonna have a tangent. We come back to this, try to stick a pin in that question. Okay, what I'm saying is, so Steve Jobs, he did change raw foodish, yeah. raw food, what raw foodist, ist, yeah, and then he moved on to he moved on to veganism, 
Veganism meaning what? Veganism meaning that he did cook food, but he cooked plant-based material. Raw food is, is still a vegan because he was eating plant-based. Yes, but again, I'm just being specific about that. But then he, he moved so to he vegetarian. Moved, he, he moved around within the subgroup of ve- a vegan or a vegetarian. More likely than not, yeah. He didn't do something else. He did something else. Fruit, fruitarian. Fruitarian. Crap. But no, still you under, can't. Still under, a, a, a vegan. That's still under, under the umbrella of vegetarian. It's under the umbrella of being a vegetarian. All of those things so are moved, vegetarian lifestyles. So he lifestyles. moved around under the umbrella. Yeah. And also, just to, just to mention this, I don't think, like this is something me and Mims talked about recently. Like I don't think that because you are a vegan or a vegetarian means that you are necessarily a healthy person. And I don't mean it in the scientific sense that you probably would be able to expound on because the lack of meat and all that, lack of certain nutrients. What I'm saying is, like you could be a vegan and eat crappy stuff or eat in a way that is not going to help you. Correct, my brother. Because sugar comes from plants. As far as I know. Sugar, yeah, sugar is a big, yes. big detriment. And it's also the, 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 the brain pleaser. The yeah, it's, it, it reduces all the dopamine and all stuff. It's pleasure. It's pleasurable. And you could be a vegan and eat a lot of things that will be to your detriment. Right. It's not just, just I, 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 it's only the other thing I think about it's like, people just use like, I'm a vegetarian as a, as a catch all, as if to say like, that means that you are a healthy person. And, and that's, that's not. That's how it's been marketed. Exactly. Veganism is not the catch all. You could eat nonsense. Goes right back to what I was telling Taj. Like, even though you are eating something that's good, eating too much of a good thing is still poison. Is still going to get, not give you the most effective results as an individual. Right. And when on that, well, we don't have too much tangents. You know, we need a whiteboard to like trap. No, back, we don't. To backtrack to where we were going. After. We're talking about the quality of food and the ingesting of that same food. The quality. That's where we are. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just like I just saying. Okay. Um. Um. We're on Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve Jobs. About the veganism. That was a tangent, but okay. Yeah, but, but he still remained. As you, you're right, he still remained. He still remained under the umbrella so what, of vegetarian. What, what was the route? Where, where we stepped? Where we stepped over to Steve Jobs? I can't really remember. You, you can't <laughs> ask me that. We don't have the instant replay. That's not the kind of podcast that we're running. We just kind of here having a conversation, and it's just running organically. Um. But anyway, I remember you talk, talking about the raw, the raw meat thing. People can eat raw meat, Stephen. Yes, they can. Not, not chicken and, and not dairy. Chicken is one of the nastiest, most nastiest animals you could <laughs> Chicken is chicken is chicken. worse than or just as bad as pork. Believe it or not. And pork isn't bad. Pork isn't bad pork. in the sense when it comes to bacteria and germs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The pork one the worst thing you get from pork is something called trig- trigonosis. Trig- trigonosis. The trigonosis cases they have been law. Yeah, but that's because that's because of the better farm care of the animals. So I think you really get that from when animals eat shit. Oh, sorry. Okay, shit. Yeah, equally. Yeah, that. Yeah, you could say shit. Chickens, no. You get it from you get it from whale animals. Trigonosis, you get from. They, whale they eat like feces. When they eat feces, I think that's when they get it. When, mm-hmm. uh, something along that line. Mm-hmm. Chickens, no. Equally, and salmonella is literally throughout the entire body of a chicken. Yeah. Which is why you have to cook it to a certain temperature. Right. I think which once, is why meat. Which is why meat isn't like that. Like cow meat isn't like that. Because they, they don't have E. coli and salmonella in the, in the, the tissue. No. 
usually what happens is like E. coli because you're slaughtering the animal of course you slaughter intestines all that. not usually no don't say usually okay. how they process the animals no Stop yes again. I am t- I know what I'm saying when an animal is, pre- is slaughtered properly okay no all the bacteria germs potential tapeworms and all that stuff is in the intestines of the cattle or the cattle yes mm-hmm. Once they are slaughtered properly, that bagger sack is not ruptured and it does not mess up the meat, first and foremost. If you, if you, if you, if you, speak, if you ask your friend who is a, a health inspector, he could tell you that. Uh-huh. So if that was to happen here in St. Kitts, they would literally toss out the entire meat animal. If they slaughtered it improperly and the guts got spilled onto the meat, mm. like that, you can't sell the meat again, they're gone to, to the garbage. Mm. So that they have a proper way to slaughter the animal to make sure that that stuff don't get out onto the meat. Mm. Um, so as I say, cattle don't have those stuff within their meat. Mm. If that stuff got onto their meat, it does not get into the muscle. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm. So when you go and cook that stuff now, the main, the most important thing is to sear or heat the outside, the outside to kill those potential bacteria or germs mm. on the outside of the meat. And that's why you could eat a steak... Real, real, real. Yeah. with but blood on the inside. Well, humor, 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 globin. Yes, which is blood. Yes, it's not technically not really. Ah, uh, it's blood. Hemoglobin is blood. It's not. The blood has in hemoglobin in it. Exactly, exactly. You see, what you just yes. said there. You see, you see, you see. You just said. You see, you just said Yes. So you say yeah. So you're gonna say blood has it in it. It's a content, uh, something that's within blood that gives it the color. But then you know what. This is it now. This is the Yahtzee. Why can't we cook ground meat like that? Brown meat? Ground. Oh, ground like meat. Like hamburger patty. Very simple, my dear friend. Explain because it, sir. I think it, I already know, but just for the honest. Okay. <laughs> so with the steak, as you mentioned before, the inside of the steak has not been touched by outside sources yeah, or it, bacteria, bacteria or whatever the case is. With ground beef now, you literally take that stick and ground it up. So what's on the inside goes on the outside, and what's on the outside goes on the inside. It's just a big mixed ball. up ball of Salmon goodness. And coli. So and so therefore, with that case now, there's a higher risk or chance of E. coli or salmonella being in the middle of the meat. So therefore, you must cook the, it must reach 160, I believe, degrees Fahrenheit, all the way to the middle of the sausages, burger. Sausages are the very same. Because sausages are just meat, ground, ground, ground not meat. Also, what we must mention is that remember, in the states, they use every part of the animal when they slaughter it. Nothing wrong with that, including the intestines. Something wrong with that. <laughs> every there's nothing on a cow that is wasted. Down to the bones they use for what they call that that thing, um, uh, gelatin, gelatin right. to make. To make jello. Well, uh, to do all kinds of things. But to, to make candy and all that. Yeah. Nothing is wasted. You know how I know they use the intestines? Because guess what black pudding is made from? Black pudding? Black pudding, yeah. Pig, you know what black pudding pig, is? Traditionally here in Sink is... It's pig intestines. Pig intestines. But what you think sausages, traditional sausages and slang and all them things made from? Intestines, Nick. Yeah. They take the intestines and they fill them with other parts of the cow, the penis, the balls, everything. They're ground it up. And they ground it up but so they, they can't they don't tell. Literally take, literally take a penis and shove it down. No, well, I'm saying there's penis in it, all right? And there's cow, everything, eye, mouth, tongue, lip, 
everything you could possibly have except maybe the skin and even the skin that are used for something they use it for leather, leather. or whatever but nothing on the cow in America is wasted that's, everything that's, is utilized that's technically not a bad thing what is bad is when you have nasty people doing it they don't care about you you think they care about you uh, because they just cook it high enough to kill the, reas- the reason why the reason Which why kills all the, the reason why Eskimo they, they call them Eskimos what, what the next name for them is I forget they call them I could call them Eskimos for now. I know what you mean. Them people. Alaskan, those people, mm. those people up there, the reason why they could have survived and not have any, or maybe 1% of plants in their diet yeah. is because they ate what you call from nose to tail. <laughs> nose to tail. They ate the entire animal, the entire including animal. The, the organs, which is something that I don't think much of us just do. Well, like, we, grand, we grandparents used to do it. We, we grandparents used to do it, but we never used we don't, we never, We didn't grow up doing that. Like liver, as you said, you taught me the other day, liver, and I looked it up, it's true. Liver is one of the most, if not the most nutritious thing in the animal. But we don't, how much of us eat liver? We, you don't pop your hands. But a lot of us don't. Like even when it well, comes wait, to wait, kidneys. But here's the thing, we, 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 we parents, some, most of us at least, brought us up on cod liver oil. Yeah, they did, yeah. And cod liver oil. Liver is yeah. in the name. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. But we, even that, we, that's gone out of favor. How much people is drink cod liver oil now? No, we want to buy the vitamin C thing. Are and the, all these stupid are the, are tablets. The centrum, centrum? Centrum. Well, they got, they got cod liver oil in pills now, I guess. Maybe that's well, it's just cap gel, gel pills. It's, 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 for people who don't like the taste, I think. I think you should just drink the cod liver oil. But just saying is like, we reached to a point, we reached to a, a point in my life where it's like, we eat what we call prime cuts of meat and we don't eat the whole animal. And you could get vitamin C from animals. You could get vitamin C from, from meat. Yes, yeah, certain parts. Mostly um, the organ meats. Not yes, the, the organ meat. Because that's where they synthesize some of these same nutrients. And um, from eating... Vitamin C is highly susceptible to heat. Mm. So therefore, in order to get vitamin C from an animal, you'd have to eat that part of the animal raw. I mean, I mean, I'll follow you with that. So let's move on. Because just like, for example, if you're going to I don't to think Eskimos used to eat. Yes, they, they, those, those mother lovers used to eat stuff rust even. They used to there, eat there, there's, 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 You could literally go and Google it and you see kids inside of a seal or some whale just blood all over there. Yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah. Yes, Stephen. We are far removed from reality. We have become a Barbie world. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world, <laughs> eating white fish and French toast. <laughs> and French toast. That's exactly what we're eating. But yeah, Nick, so what, I mean, to wrap it up, what do you think? We're what? wrapping up already? Yeah, we ain't got to do a version too. <laughs> uh, but to wrap you it get up. you get me list. A list. I had a list. You go, you go, be back for the, you come back with a list. That's why you kept saying, oh, he going on a tangent all the time. This is a conversation, bro. But like to wrap up this this first part, what do you, what what are we what are we leaving with? What are our broad strokes? Um, broad strokes. So this is the, okay, we start. We finish it with how we started. That um, the purpose of life is reproduction. That the core purpose of life is reproduction. We've just gotten to the place in our existence where we can have lots of extra ex- existential things mm-hmm. to enjoy mm-hmm. you know like going on a stage and singing yeah. rather than going out and hunting for food because we're to that point in we existence mm-hmm. um, and true expression our true achieving of reproduction is found in having optimal optimization optimization mm. of cell 
of cell um of cells of the cell of our cells. Mm-hmm. And now to achieve that, we need good proper nutrients mm-hmm. and that is found in eating things that are also consistent of high nutrient nutrients yeah i'll have a high nutrient value right so therefore the foods that we eat is what's gonna keep us or make us healthy mm-hmm. and keep us strong and thriving um i mean we guess we need to travel so much we gonna come back. We gonna do it. 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 Definitely. Like okay, gonna, uh, just to touch off to give to give to give you give people some um, where our grandparents, my grandmother on my mother's side, pop out like ten or twelve kids. Mm-hmm. Mine, I think, it was seven or eight. And they did this back when I think three of them died. When they, they wasn't had they didn't well they they had it had the kids back in their in their house with hot water that they boil in a pot. And some cloth and scissors. Mm-hmm. The doctors. We call midwives. Midwives. You said your grandma popped out the child when she was in the field. In the field. She was uh, uh she was she used to cut cane. Right. So she just literally went to work until the very day she just popped and out. And just pop it. Um going back to cell cell representation and nutrition, one of the first places that that um that would one of the first uh, evident places that manifests lack of nutrition mm-hmm. in a species is reproduction, and the persons who take take the hit the hardest is the 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 gender of the species that's responsible for creating and giving birth to the offspring, which is usually ninety percent ninety eight percent of the cases the female the female correct, and the reason why I bring up the comparison is because. My grandmother probably was just drinking milk, fresh raw milk, mm. was eating majority ground provision, grabbing a chicken that was also eating worms and wringing the neck and cooking that, or raw eggs from a chicken that, you know, lots lot of these basic food items. Mm. And that is partially why I believe, and many persons around the world believe, gave these women the strength to push out so much children. And sometimes one after the other, like, I got uncles that, Uncle, that would be like 12, 12 months Upper, older yeah, yeah, than yeah. than he than he brother. Yeah, yeah. And whereas in this day and age, many women, females, have challenges with childbirth, with one child or the second child. Whereas these women, well, popping them, well, popping <laughs> tic tacs. I don't, I don't want to take tic tacs was the word. That's not, that's not a good, that's not a good synonym. That's a terrible. It's a visual. It's a visual. It's a visual. But it wasn't like that. Like, I think my my grandmother had, I think she had nine kids. Uh huh. But three passed. And that's nine kids after three had passed. Like three of them didn't survive. Uh huh. And to me, like they used to handle it, pretty freaking good. Yeah. Like a child dies and it's like, you know, he died. That was that part of the, the whole things was back then. It just didn't have it enough, uh, They were fully consoled. Uh, like your child, like nobody's, your you child, your child dies. Uh, it's, it's, it's traumatic. Yeah. But because of the, the, the challenges that, that many women go through with having mm. pregnancy, the challenges that they go through today, and most of these challenges is because of the cell representation. The cell's not getting good nourishment. And we go back to nutrients again. So as a result, as I said, the biggest sub, the women feel it the most, especially when it comes to reproduction. And the thing is, I, I think to, we, 
I don't, I'm not so sure if a varied diet is what we're talking about. We're probably not talking about that. We didn't touch that. But um, I also think that restricting your diet to like certain foods is a really bad idea. Like, and, and I'll say exactly what I mean. When I went, when I went to New York, I think last year, um, one thing that I realized is that Americans love, they love sugar. Like, we love sugar too, but like they they only know two flavors in my opinion. It's just sugar and salt. Like mm-hmm. if it's not salty, it's it's super sweet. Seriously. And I'm 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 in between. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna get up every morning and you're gonna eat pancakes drizzled with maple syrup, which no, is that, really that, no, they don't go, they nah. don't got the maple syrup. That's Canada. Yeah, that's Canada. Canada. Canadians do the maple syrup. Americans would do the uh, and Jim it's a, it's a, it's a, it would be a con. Cornstarch, like it's corn syrup. Yeah, it's corn syrup. syrup. It's really yeah. corn syrup. The, and the, and the thing is that sometimes the packaging of mm. this corn syrup, because you look to the back, you see modified cornstarch, right, uh, or, or whatever. Um, again, the packaging makes it look like the consistency even looks and feels like maple syrup. Mm. Um, if you, especially if you don't know what maple syrup is, you just assume this is maple syrup. That's right. what I said. But you're right. So yes. It's a DJ Khaled type of thing. It's DJ Khaled, yes. The DJ Khaledized, <laughs> the freaking cornstarch. But I'm just saying, so you, 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 you go through your day, you eat these pancakes, you lay it with this cornstarch this syrup crap, whatever mm. it is. It's just sugar, really, corn sugar. Um, that's your breakfast, all right? You mm. swallow that on with orange juice. It's really not orange juice, but let's you know, get I remember something, though. We... We went off on so much tangent, Steven. <laughs> Come on, Nick. Nick, no. I'm just saying, wrapping up. <laughs> wrapping up. Okay. Wait, let me just check. Go ahead. Um, you, the human body, you're not supposed to, well, because I think I sent you a picture of this before. A uh, screenshot. You shouldn't really surpass 30 to 50 grams of sugar in a day. That's really small. Dude. And a hun- anything above 100, anything above 50, you start to gain weight. You start to be in fat storage mode. Which means that we just answered the question of the, um, of the mango then. Right. That's, that's, how, that's how bad with tangents be, Steven. That's how bad <laughs> with tangents. Grams. So after 50 grams, you start going to So when you go on keto, they try to keep it below 20. Because once you're below 20, you're in a... Uh, you're in a, a keto-friendly environment? You're in a, in a keto state where, where your body going to try to use the fat for the energy or you're going to be you're going to be considered like you're fasting. Mm-hmm. We didn't even touch on fasting. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and then, so, so the, therefore you should t- in a healthy range like, you know, you don't really care about keto, mm. keep it under 50 or 35 grams in a day. In a day. One glass of orange, apple juice or orange juice is 35 grams of sugar. One glass. And usually when you take the glass, you just have something sweet to eat too. Think about that. Think about it. What we were talking before we went back to the tangent. What I was saying is, <laughs> so if, and I stick a pin. You ain't going to trip me up to that. But what I was saying is like, if you look at it, you, that's your breakfast. So you got the pancakes, you got the maple, the, not the maple syrup, the corn syrup. Then for lunch, you're going to eat like, I don't know, chicken and fries, some something, I guess, mm-hmm. chicken and fries, just chicken and ketchup, potatoes, and ketchup. with lots of ketchup, guyama sugar again. Um, you're going to drink it down with a Coke. Soda. A, a soda, which is a magnificent amount. It's over 200 grams of sugar. Yes. Over 100 grams a for sugar. A Coke, I think is 120 grams of sugar. And I, I want to just back check that. But beyond that, mm-hmm. maybe you could, you could Google it. But what I'm saying is, from there, so you, you eat that, and then for dinner now, if you're in the Caribbean, this is what you might eat for dinner. 
you're going to have a whole freaking, I don't know, 70% of your plate going to be rice. And then you're going to eat maybe a chicken leg or something. You're going to have coleslaw with mayo and, again, more sugar in it. And then you're going to have maybe, if, if you want to, like two pieces of salad, you know, do that, like that, like two lettuce and a, and a, and a, and a, uh, a cucumber, a piece yeah, of cucumber, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. that's your salad. Uh-huh. That's your salad for it. And then you drone, you drone that in, in um, salad dressing. Salad dressing sugar again. And sugar again. And it's not even like we, you, we, we're taking the two tablespoons, we're just pouring it on until you cover up, you know? So like... Because God forbid, you know, vegetables taste horrible. Yes, vegetables taste terrible and you just so can't have it without salad it dressing. You just can't make cover it up, cover it up. And then on, that, on top of that, you're still drinking juice. Mm-hmm. So like, this is sugar squared. You understand? And then the amounts, it's not even the portions that regulate, it's just this load of food. If you're going to do that every day, mm-hmm. unfortunately, at some point in your life, you're going to get sick. Diabetes... You at heart disease, risk. You know that that heart disease will kill more people. Heart that creates heart disease. Believe it or not, sugar. Yes, yes, sugar. Sugar does that too. Sugar messes up your arteries. Messes up, messed like up your arteries. <laughs> and I, I went turn into to to um tell a pair just now. You, um, what you call it? What you call a movie again? Uh, I forget the name. But anyways, but the, but the, the car, my dear, my dear, my dear. <laughs> but anyways, um. Yeah, sugar, sugar hardens your arteries up. And when your arteries get hardened, mm-hmm. they're more likely to be ruptured. Once they get ruptured, once they get ruptured, then your body has to fix that. And by fixing it, it, it um, applies cholesterol and fat, like a scab to mm-hmm. heal the arteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you consistently stay eating things so that damage and harden, and yeah, it keeps scabbing and keep building. The cholesterol is there to heal the arteries. Not block it, but oh. it's been it's been. But you constantly gain damage because of what you're eating, mm-hmm. and as a result, the cholesterol keep coming and coming. Yeah. So they blame it on cholesterol. You got cholesterol. You got high cholesterol, so you blocked up. But, it's but not, that, that wasn't. Is the sugar? It was the sugar is one thing, but there's other things in the diet. But usually, from the result of plant, certain processed plant items is mm. what causes the damage to the arteries. And the most processed plant item is is corn and corn and wheat. Corn and wheat is what the, the most consumed. Yeah. And then the sugar. Can't we sugar? Can three fructose can't syrup dissolution. Mm. Is what damage and kills. They cause the heart disease. So sugar is really one of the, the direct things that causes everything. But it, but fat isn't so much the problem because grandparents eat a lot of fat. And yeah, they but say, they didn't have a lot of sugar. That's the that's the issue too. They like, had so little sugar. They used to drink sugar in the morning. Yes, <laughs> it's like here you go. Take this thirty grams of sugar so that you you're okay. You could last. <laughs> Because we ain't getting no more sugar. They ain't got no sugar in this food. Swank. Swank it up. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, just to correct myself, um, one 12-ounce can of Coke contains 9.75 teaspoons of sugar, which equates to 39 grams of sugar in one 12-ounce can of Coke. Uh, as far as I know, some people down two or three of these a day. But that's in, in, in combination with some food that is... It's always is also high in sugar. You 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 catch you putting ketchup on your thing. Ketchup has in sugar too. So in a day like Americans and it, it becoming um, us too because 
we so influenced by their diets. We eating, we eating a lot like them. Indeed, we are. Indeed. Eating a lot like them. You, 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 you take yeah. up a Snickers bar. You eating a Snickers bar because you're hungry. Grab a Snickers. You know what I mean? A Snickers bar is again more grams of sugar. Yeah. We got. We and the chocolate ain't even like the chocolate is zero point two percent cocoa. KFC is doing so good that they're gonna be two of them now. They're gonna be two. Two KFCs. And even outside of Bass, it's still in. <laughs> there's a, there's a, I, I think on a business level, it's a very, it's wise to do it like that. I mean, saying it's not wise, or the saying the smart. demand is so high that they don't even have to go to opposite side of the country. No, no, that the opposite side of the country wouldn't make as much money. That is true. Um, they go where the vehicles are more concentrated, Indeed. and they also go where access is not limited by um, spatial requirements. Right. Because so in Bird Rock, I mean, you just drive to Bird Rock. I listen. In wrapping up. <laughs> in wrapping up. Eat properly. God darn it, people. Stop. You can't say eat properly. Eat properly. What is properly? Because remember, remember one of the subgroups is misguided people who are trying to their best to eat properly. I would, so the, I would so, say. So the aim of this discussion is to, to point out what is proper. Yeah. What uh, is the definition of proper? And I think I think we did mention it um, in terms of having a diet that's that's. Mm-hmm. Sorry, well, we in terms of having. With, well, we started off with. Remember, we started off with. We started with food. Nutrients is yes, nutrient nutrient rich food, and I think also try to manage the amount of carbohydrates that you're consuming. Manage it. Keep it to a minimum if you can. If you can eat just as much carbohydrates as you need and no more. Right. Um, increase your fats. Fats are good. Fats are not bad. And I think that's, that's the thing. When people say you're getting fat, as, as soon as you say eating fats and oils and stuff, mm. it's like eating fats and oils to make you fat. Mind you, some, some, that's even another conversation. Be tradition, go back to the base. Go back to basics. Go back to your great-grandparents' ways. Foods, foods that they ate is what, what, what you need to eat, what we need to eat. Just go back to basics and basically cut out the, the, the big the big the big process processing processing processed foods so yeah eat 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 the eat, eat the chicken that got eggs in the in the yard next to you <laughs> eat the eat eggs that, from that chicken eat that tough chicken the the cow that that farmer jug got and he only slaughter it get that get that and we got her you um, could literally you you could buy from the abattoir directly no you go down to the you farm, go down to the farmers, farmers market, market yeah and Saturday mornings are Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And you get actual fresh cut. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Cut meat. Butchered meat. Yeah. Uh, by, by the Emmanuel Burger Adi. This is a, this is a plug, right? I, I Emmanuel never, Burger? I Emmanuel, they got two, two per person. So oh, make yes. I know Emmanuel. Yes, Emmanuel Burger. Emmanuel mm. Burger and, well, the nickname is CB Burger, but I didn't really name for it. Franklin. Franklin. Mm. Frank Vinorod. They did a Cutbird Sebastian. Some but they call them CB Burgers. Uh-huh. But it's Franklin Franklin Road Burgers or some, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they sell these in the supermarket, right? Rams and Nuggets, they sell them. So I think Value Mike has got one or the other. But these guys, they process the meat from saying it's to yeah, make burgers. Yeah. But this is ground beef, this is ground meat, so that, of course, as we didn't talk about, you got cook to it cook properly. it all the way through. Yeah. But it's, we do have a good standard of butchering here mm-hmm. with food inspectors and all that. And it's not a... It's not a High industrial Complexity. system where have two thousand cattle coming through in one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For them so they could, they could, they could take manage, the time and yeah, manage, manage, manage each one. Yeah. Say so, yeah, and you know, yeah. So high nutrient foods, 
meat and vegetables and fruits. More so based on some stuff, and I guess what we'll go into in our next conversation about nutrition. We'll be right back. Yeah. Is um meats are highly important. The healthiest societies on earth, the strongest and healthiest societies on earth, culturally, historically, have dominantly consumed 60% 60 to 40% of their diet consists of high quality meat and good fresh vegetables and fruits alright Nick so Nick thanks so much for being on this show man I really really appreciate it um, I think we had some really good conversation I hope people like take a lot I don't know if people can take a lot from it um, yeah, and there's, if- a, there's a lot of content in this conversation that we just did not did have <laughs> That's not what I said, but okay. So, so, so there's a lot of there, double negatives. And there's, there's a lot more that I guess we can cover. Or we, yeah, we, we may, should. We may cover in the future. Not may. We have to come back and cover it. It's, it's definitely powerful. I'll definitely bring my bottle of scotch again. And there you go. And you probably, you take a shot. No, I'm not. I don't yeah, know about that. Glenn, Glenn Fidditch. Glenn Fidditch. All of these people don't sponsor the show, by the way. Glenn Fidditch, if you could, please sponsor the show. All right, so buddy, last thing we're going to do is we have to say three things that we are definitely sure are incorrect, right? Um, I could start, but get your mind in order. Um, first thing that's incorrect, Nikhil did not bring his guitar to objectively incorrect it. Yes. Um, I am not sitting on the ceiling. I am sitting yeah, on the yeah, ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting on um, Second one for me. Um, I think that my portion control is 100% accurate at this point in time. That's I, not true. I did not eat cattle kidney when, before I came here. You had cattle kidney today? No, I did not. But you did, though. You did have cattle No, I did not. Because if you said that you it, it's incorrect, then... It's, it means that it's incorrect. Well, the world may never know. I will never eat bull testicles. <laughs> I don't know if that's really incorrect. I think well, that's cheating. Is it, it supposed to be past tense? Could be past. It, could, it probably should be past. I think I just cheated on that one. Um, let me let me go again. Um, I uh, past or present? It's supposed to be past or present. Um. I had uh, goat head. <laughs> I had goat head before. <laughs> I had curried goat head. Yuck. No, I didn't. Last one for you. Um, Blessings by Tommy Lee Spatter is not the number one viewed song on YouTube by Ketitians. That is surprising. Yo, listen, that statistic was crazy. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> So I'm objectively incorrect. I, again, I had Nikhil, my boy Nikhil, um, Rogers with us today. And um, I just want to say, if you want to keep listening to us, that's great. If you have anything that you want to say against what we said, leave it in the comments. You could leave it in the comments. Let's have this conversation, Let's people. Let's have this conversation. That's how, that's how that's how things are started and and things are founded out <laughs> by having conversations. I think uh, and uh, not this scotch stand to work. And not holding it in. Don't hold it in. Let it all out. Then same applies when you go to the toilet as well.
100 100 Better out than ladies and gentlemen yes 100 my name is Nikhil it was a wonderful time conversating with my boy Stephen Smith of Loxley you've been listening to Objectively Incorrect that's I-N-C-O-W-R-E-C-K-E-D as we spell it incorrectly um, you guys check us out on iTunes check us out on SoundCloud 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 you need a shot I think you need a I shot. don't I think I'm fine uh, SoundCloud I and think you're Pod, fine you don't Pod know Pod 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 as usual peace no gang signs.